0: Hi, everyone. My name is Yosef Siegel, and welcome to this week's edition of the AMM Torah Podcast. Quick announcement before we we begin. This week marks our 50th podcast episode. I want to thank everyone for their continued support along this ride. It's taken us a little bit over a year to reach 50 episodes, and uh, it's really an amazing feeling, and, and I'm And I feel a lot of pride at having made it this far. And I look forward to the next 50 and the next 50 after that. So thank you very much again for listening. And without further ado, let's get into this week's Dvar Torah for Parshas Vayetse. So in Parshas Vayetze, we begin the next chapter of the Jewish people as Yaakov leaves Eretz Yisrael and starts traveling towards uh, Charon to his uncle Lavan's house, intent on building his family. And while he went there with the intention to only marry uh, Rachel, uh, because of love and he ends up marrying Leah as well, which uh, leads him uh, during his marriage to uh, marry Bilhanzap as well. And the four of them uh, produce the twelve Shvatim but I really want to focus on this trickery of Lavan because this was something that Yaakov was obviously worried about. And we see right from the beginning of his time in Haran that he tried to prepare uh, for the inevitable. So the story is well known that Yaakov arrives in Haran and he meets a group of shepherds. And uh, he sees them all gathered around the well. And it's right in the middle of the day. And these are shepherds who uh, their job is to be out the entire day in the field. And in the meantime, they're lounging around at the well. So he asks them uh, what they're doing, and uh, they explain that uh, there's this stone on top of the well and just waiting for enough people to come uh, so we can take the stone off and uh, and uh, water the sheep. and And there's a whole bunch of uh, different varts that that go with that. But I want to focus on the part right before that where Yaakov comes and he immediately strikes up a conversation with them that uh, seems, you know like very much just like a shooting the breeze uh, conversation. Uh, which is not something we expect from one of the ovos. It's definitely not something which is normally said in the Torah without a purpose. Um, so the question is, you know, what exactly is it doing here? So let's examine the conversation. He starts off with a very simple question. Uh, this is in Perk Chaptes, Pasuk Dalit, uh, right at the beginning of Shani. And he says to the shepherds, From where are you from? They And then he begins to grill them about Levan. He says he said to them, Do you know Levan ben Nachar? And they respond. And then in the next pasuk, he says, Is everything okay with him? And uh, these seem to be just innocent questions of a man checking up on his relatives and that he's never met before and he's coming to live with and he wants to make sure everything's good. But the Kliyakar explains that really Yaakov was doing research. He asks two questions on, on the language of the pasuk. The first one is Yaakov calls Levan Lavan ben Nachar. Now, Nachar was. Lavan's grandfather. And Nachar's son was Basuel, and Basuel's son was Levan. So the first question is, why is Yaakov referencing the grandfather, Nachar? He should have referenced Lavan ben Besuel, uh, Levan's father. Secondly, if you look at the language of the Pasuk, uh, Yaakov says, Tem es Lavan ben Nachar. Do you know Levan, the son of Nachar? And they say, vayomru, they respond, yadanu. Now yadanu, we translate it in the context of the Pasuk as, we know him, but if the actual translation of Yadanu is "We know," well, what do you know? <laughs> you can't just say, "We know." So what does it mean? What does it mean when the shepherds are responding to Yaakov, Yadanu?" So he explains like this: Obviously, Yaakov asked them the first question that Yaakov asked them. Immediately upon seeing them, Yaakov asks them, Where are you from? And they say we're from Haran. So once Yaakov knows that they're from Lavan's town, he knows they must know who Lavan is. So what's he doing now with the follow-up questions? The Kliakar explains that Yaakov was trying to find out about Lavan's character. He's already, I'm sure he's heard the stories over the many years from his mother and from his father, maybe even from Eliezer whenever Eliezer died, I don't know. But he knows the reputation of Lavan, and he's trying to find out if that is still true. So he asks, is he Lavan ben Nachar? And Chazal tells us that Nachar was a good person, and Besuel was a very bad person. It goes into the uh, uh, mysim of Besuel, which we're not going to get into now, but he was not a good man. So Yaakov wanted to know who is, whose path is Lavan following? Is he following the path of Nachar or Basuel? Furthermore, Yaakov's also checking to see if there's any question uh, as to Lavan's lineage. Which, when dealing with Besua, was definitely a very uh, plausible question. So by referring to Nachar, as opposed to just referring to his father, he's making sure, uh, or he's kind of hinting to the shepherds of what he wants to figure out, that he's making sure Lavan was completely part of the family line. So when the shepherds respond, we know, they're saying, we know he is Lavan ben Nachar. We know that he's both his grandson in terms of his lineage and in terms of his actions. Now this is where it gets a little sticky, because the Kliyakr doesn't seem to follow up on this, but the obviously, obvious thing is that if the shepherds are saying, yeah, yeah, yeah Lavan is just like Nahar," well, Nahar was a good guy and Lavan wasn't. And I think this is why Yaakov decides to ask another question, which the Kliyakr explains as well. Yaakov asks, are things well with him? Hashalom shalom lo. Is everything good with him? Charon was mostly made up of Rishayim. And Yaakov knew that any tzaddik who would be living there would be the subject of harassment and ridicule, just like you see uh, Lot in the city of stone, When you have a town full of Rishayim, and uh, there's that one goody-goody over there you know, in the corner, everyone's going to be making fun of him, and everyone's going to be harassing him. So Yaakov asks, is everything okay with him, knowing that depending on what the shepherds answer, because these shepherds are most likely Rishim too, because they come from Haran. It's based upon their answer, he'll understand what's Levan's character. And the shepherds say, yeah, everything's good with him, to the extent, the Pesach, they tell Yaakov, to the extent that Levan sends Rachel, his young daughter, by herself to hang out with all these men. She's all alone in the fields with all these men, because Levan's not worried about her. That's how good things are between Lavan and the people of Haran. So Yaakov knew upon hearing that answer that Lavan couldn't possibly be a tzaddik. And he was able to, and he once again, even though he had already started his preparations, he once again reinforced himself to the idea, to the lion's den of uh, depravity that he was walking into. Now this was just one of the preparations that Yaakov made to protect himself from the trickery and lies of Lavan. Lavan Harami, We say he was from Aram, but if you change around the letters of Arami, you get Ramai, which means a liar, a trickster. Just deep rooted within the person that he's not an honest person. The exact opposite of Yaakov. And he wasn't able to defend himself from every single shtick that Lavan tried to pull. You know, the most famous one being that he thought he was marrying Rachel. And all of a sudden, he wakes up in the morning and it's Leah. But ultimately, Yaakov was successful in the most important aspect. Even though he spent 20 years in the house of Levon growing a large family, becoming a very wealthy man after arriving there with nothing. He and his family were not affected in the slightest by the bad influence of Lovan and lovan's family in the surrounding town. He remained totally connected to Hashem until the day he left. And in our as well, we face many challenges from our surroundings. And it's important that we recognize what is right and what is proper and to keep our course in that direction, regardless of Of the niceties that tempt us on the road ahead. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. For any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, please email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's A I M E M T O R A H at gmail.com. The email newsletter will give you updates for Amemtorah, as well as the written version of the Zvar Torah in your inbox, along with an MP3 download of this podcast. The podcast is also available on iTunes. Just search for the amm Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. Please check out the blog itself, Old Ideas for the Modern Mind. Blogspot.com, where you can get the written version of this week's Dvar Torah as well as the archived versions of the previous eight years of Amen Torah Divrei Torah. Please check out my website, hashkofahandbook.com, where this podcast is hosted, and learn more about my book, Reality Check A Handbook of Ashkafa. And finally, please check us out on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash amemtora and on Twitter, Twitter handle at amemtora. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening and have a great job.